what is up what is up what is up everyone 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 it is another day another time and another week for your favorite friday morning show which is called away from the web you all you all you all look i'm telling y'all now i have been saying this with every episode and this one i'm it's not gonna be any different i have a a returning guest on away from the web the last time she was on here, she came in here, sold out up in here like she normally does. And I'm talking about none other than my sister, Minister Danielle Brown. We, this whole month, throughout this whole season of Away From The Web, um, we have been talking about kingdom bosses. And when I tell you, when I think of a kingdom boss, this woman of God right here comes into mind. So we're going to play a little bit of the theme song. As the theme song is playing, I want you to like, share, tag, let somebody and let everybody know away from the web it's on. And if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, what's you doing? What's you been waiting on? Like, come on. Get with it. Join the family. Let's go. What is up, sis? How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Now, good. look, I'm going to tell you now, don't come up in this showing out like you did last time. Because last time... I don't know about that. Yeah, all right. All right. All right. Yeah, all right. Don't play y'all innocent. Last time you came up in here and had people texting my phone, when is he coming back? When is he coming back? When is he coming back? All right, for all y'all that text my phone, look, she's back. <laughs> I see is back. I got her back up in the building with awesome. me. So, all right, let's talk, get started with these questions. Okay. All right, when I say kingdom boss, what comes to your mind? So the, the, the term uh, boss, I think, has been uh, so... Um, has been so mainstreamed. And so one of the things that I wanted to do is, I, you know, I begin to think about what does come to mind when I think about kingdom boss. And there are really two things there. There's the kingdom aspect and then there's the boss aspect. So um, I'm, I'm a definition type of girl. So I looked up the definition of uh, boss on Miriam Webster. And it says that it's a person who exercises control or authority. It also says it's the one who directs or supervises workers, someone who controls a vote in a party or dictates appointments and legislative measures. So when we think about that's what the world says that a boss is, someone who exercises control or authority, someone who directs or supervises other workers. When I think about a kingdom boss, I am thinking about someone 
who is exercising the control of the kingdom, as we do know that self-control is a fruit of the spirit, is it not? Okay, so it, they're exercising control and they're exercising authority. What authority? Not their own authority, but the authority of whom they are working for. So in this case, we are working on behalf of the kingdom. We're exercising authority and control in every aspect of our lives, in every area that God has given us dominion over. Come on, dominion, okay? In every aspect that God has given us dominion over, we are exercising control and authority. And even sometimes we're required to be in leadership or direct others in that aspect. It's not just about being a boss in your own right, right? Because you can't be a boss if there are not people that have been designated to come behind you. Because what you the boss of? Come on. Right? What are you, what are you, uh, what are you bossing in this case? What are you showing control over or authority over? And so in the kingdom, we have to think about that, like that God has given us each a place to, to operate. God has given us spheres of influence and in, in, in those spheres of influence, he has made us to be the boss. He said, exercise my authority in these areas. I've given you dominion. Now you go and you reign over this area. You do this thing. And that's what I think about um, when it comes to being a kingdom boss, because I'm going to tell you right now, I believe wholeheartedly that the Holy Spirit is downloading instruction, insight, strategy, solution to uh, to God's people right now that is going to make us to be the head and not the tail in every single area of media, of marketplace, of ministry. And I think that that's what's being a what being a kingdom boss is. It's not just telling other people what to do. Is am I telling you what thus saith the Lord? Thanks. Am I showing you the authority of the Lord? Am I operating in the authority of the Lord? Or am I trying to operate in my own authority? All I got to say is come on Webster's Dictionary. Come <laughs> on. Yeah. Like, look, talk about, I don't know what you're talking about. Look, you already, already sewing out already. So <laughs> we're going to keep this going. There ain't much I can say after that. And uh, next one, next question is, how did you get started singing? Because anybody in this area that knows you, they know that you can just straight up blow. So how uh, did you get started? Yeah, so so again, I don't know who you're talking about because uh, while I think that I do have a gift that God's given me a gift of singing, I don't think that I'm a, uh, you know, I, there are people that I know, um, Jameson, that, that, that sang, I mean, they just sang down and I don't think, I don't consider myself to be one of those people, but I got started in singing, uh, like many, uh, many of other people, especially if they've grown up in the church, um, in the church choir and, uh, I remember when I was a little girl, me and my brother, my youngest brother are uh, just like 11 months apart. So we were like right neck and neck at the same age growing up. And there were two things that we played all the time. We played church and we played school. So when he, when we played, when we played church, he was the preacher and I was the singer, I was the choir. And, um, 
he actually, you know, we would work together. We, we would mimic sounds that we heard, like a people singing like gospel songs that I remember my mom playing or, you know, that we had heard at church or whatever. We would mimic those sounds. And that's how I learned uh, to sing. And so uh, and then from then on, I just I just really, uh, really just became active in, in any way possible in being a part of. Uh, of music. Music's always been something that has really just spoken to me. I believe uh, what what the Bible says about um, the musician, what the Bible says about worship, what the Bible says about the Levite leading them into worship and always implementing that um, and leading the people into the presence of God. And so um, as I began to act, you know, kind of really activate um, in, in ministry and activate in music. Um, the choir was the place that I did that. So from a young age, I was I was singing in the choir. I remember even in school at like sixth grade, uh, you know, you would do those things like the all district choir and those kinds of things. And I love doing that. I love being a part of those things, even so much that when I got to uh, middle school and high school, I, I joined the choir, got into the choir, got, you know, got connected. I'll tell anybody, um, anybody who ever asked the reason that I went into music professionally as far as getting a, a college degree in that is because of the input that my high school choir director had on my life. And, um, and her name was Martha Lyon. And she just really, um, she just really helped me develop uh, that desire develop that it was something I always loved to do, but it, I didn't think it was something that I could do as far as professionally. And she just really helped me uh, help me to see that. And so uh, I started as a, a little kid, and until the Lord, hopefully, uh, He doesn't take my voice away. Until He, until He does, I'll be using it um, for His glory. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't try to sound like anybody else or do what anybody else does. I just, you know, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. So I've been doing that for as long as I can remember. Exactly. And what I love about you is you sang with the anointing. Like when you sang, you can feel the spirit in you. There are some that sang and you could tell like, okay, this is for so. They just doing this for so. But it's like when you get that mic, it's like, Okay, yep. We about to have some church. We about to have some church now. So yeah. the next question I got for you is how did you get started in ministry? Well, okay, so um I I got started in ministry. I've been a part of a local body of believers uh, since I was five. I came to uh, came to salvation when I was five. Um, I went to a church here in Bowling Green called Victory Baptist Church um, for for that like nine years of my of my uh, of my ministry of what was my early childhood uh, ministry, and I learned uh, about studying the Word of God, being part of like. Um, teen group and Sunday school classes and all that um, there at Victory Baptist Church. So I'm forever grateful for that. But at 14, I went home. Um, I went home back home to First Baptist Church of Scottsville, uh, which is where my family was from, where my mother was from, where she was baptized at. And, and I became baptized there. My pastor at the time, Pastor Roscoe Roby, uh, he became like my mentor, my leader. And uh, I just really got started um, there from the time that I was in my early teens, I'll tell anybody this as well, from the time that I was in my early teens, 
there was a group of uh, ladies older than me um, and that that they that was very instrumental in me getting started in the things that I do now even the things that I do now I didn't start these when I got old I started these when I was a young girl so just like singing um the speaking the the doing and in those days James you remember it was the doing topics right so in the in those days um always there were women uh there were women like uh sister Paige there were women like Miss Helen Glover there were women that always called upon me every single time I could I could count on it that they were going to call upon me if we went to Sunday School Institute let's do the uh you somebody somebody has to do the review from the youth class or the young adult class or whatever and for years and years and years I could count on it that one of those ladies um sister Barbara Jackson that was going to call on me I just knew that they was going to and there was there were youth programs that were going to call on me. So I really got started in ministry when I was a young girl. So when people are people tell me now that or they see me now and they see me operating in this ministry, the preaching ministry, the teaching ministry. This didn't start then. This this didn't start here. It started back in those days. And it was those women who gave me opportunity or actually who made me <laughs> take the opportunity to read and research the word of God, put together topics, put together, you know, little speeches, those kinds of things. I did that in, in, in the community and I did that in the church from that time that I was a teenager going forward. Amen. And you have been doing amazing with doing it. You have been doing an amazing job of it. I promise you that like when I look at you, I can see like God totally having his hand all over you wow. so i could totally that is, see it. that is a great compliment uh that's a great compliment and i i don't take that lightly uh i if if nothing else i don't i want to be pleasing um to god i want to honor him uh with my life and with my ministry and not does that mean i'm perfect absolutely not um and anybody and i i'll tell anybody that as well um that i fall and i falter just like anyone else but i really want to honor god with what he's given my hand to do and so this ministry that he's given to me it's not about me it's not about what i want it's not about how i want to do it it's about him and i do i try to do my best to make sure um, that I'm leading people back to him. To me, biblical literacy, it's always been important. I want people to know the Bible. It doesn't have to, it's not just about what Danielle says, right? Because listen, you can find something in me. You can find something about me. You can find something on me that could sway you from God in a moment, just like that, because I am uh, I am a fallen, right? Uh, and, 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 I, and I fall and I make mistakes. But uh, when you know the word of God for yourself, when you when you understand the word of God for yourself, it doesn't have to come from Reverend James Glover III. It doesn't have to come from Minister uh, Danielle Brown. When you know the word of God for yourself. So biblical literacy is important to me. Uh, and it's making sure that people know and understand the word of God for themselves, because that's how you get a connection. That's how you get relationship um, with God and to God, um, knowing him for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like LeVar Burton. Don't just take my word for it. Like, we read it. For yeah, yeah find, find out what it says for, for you. Don't just, um, don't just listen to what I've got to say, but I enjoy, um, I, I, I bless God for allowing me to be one of his mouthpieces. 
and you are definitely one of those, and we love it, and we bless God for you. So how do you find the balance between ministry and life and being a regular person? Because let me be real, I have a hard time finding that balance. Like with everything that I do, I told you today, literally it's Saturday, and I've basically been in the studio since 9.30 this morning. I maybe left a couple of times, but I've been in here, locked in all day. Right. And I, I think that I think that one of the things that we have to understand um, is that the ministry, it never stops. It's it's, (laughs) it's always you. It's always on. It's always on just because you're not at church, just because it's not Sunday morning at 10 o'clock or Sunday morning at 11 o'clock or Wednesday night at six o'clock does not mean that you're not on ministry is always on and ministry is always happening. And so, so how do we find a balance between that is that we make sure that we're in alignment with what God's will is for our life. Because I think some, so many, so many times, James, when I've gotten out of alignment with God, see, as a, as a, someone who's been singing their whole life for God and someone who's been teaching and preaching and all those kinds of things, we can still get out of alignment. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you that. So we can still get ahead of God. We can be walking too slow behind God. We could be uh, dragging our feet per se. We can be we, we could be out of alignment with God. And so in, in so many times when I've walked out of alignment and therefore been off assignment, those two things go together. When I've walked out of alignment and I've been off assignment, then I find myself just getting weary and I find myself getting drained and I find myself just, you know, exhausted. And I, God, I don't want to do this no more. Right. And, pick somebody else to do it. Pick somebody, somebody else to do Pick somebody else. Okay. Get anybody else to do it. Just not me no more. And uh, I, I'm not ashamed to say that because I've been at those places before. And if we'll be honest, then many of us that are walking uh, this walk with God have felt like that. But, the, but the joy is that the balance can be found when we're relying on the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit is meant to comfort us, as the Holy Spirit is meant to guide us, to bring all things to our remembrance, to give us insight, to give us instruction, to give us a resolution and give us solution. As the Holy Spirit is designed to be the catalyst, it's designed to be the thing that helps us walk this walk out, then we we overcome. Then we Then we make sure that we're doing the thing that God wants us to do. And when we stop trying to do it in our own strength, amen, somebody, me. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come (laughs) on. When we stop trying to do it in our own strength, we could do it in God's strength. Mm. And his strength always trumps our strength. And so I think that, that balance is found when we listen to God, when we know what our assignment is, we're not trying to walk in nobody else's lane, do what nobody else is called to do. We're not carrying on burdens that are not meant to ours to carry. We rely on prayer. We rely on worship. We rely on fasting. We rely on going to church. We rely on our pastor, our pastoral leadership. We rely on all of those things to say, listen, this is getting tiresome. You know what I'm saying? And they bring us back to those places like, okay, when did you stop relying on me and you started relying on you? Come on. When did you stop looking to me for the answer and solution and you started looking to your neighbor 
for the solution. Probably at that place is when you stop being able to balance what I've called you to do, which I've equipped you for, and what you're not supposed to be carrying, which you're not graced for. So what the thing that when we're off assignment, we're not graced for those things. We wonder why we are wore out, wore down and, and beat up is because we might be operating in an area that we're not graced for. Because if God called us to do that thing, he's given us everything that we need in order to properly carry it out. So I think that for me, learn, I've learned I'm, and I'm learning that balance is about staying in alignment with God and staying on assignment to what God has called to me, not what God has called to everybody else. Ooh, y'all, mm, I pray to God y'all got a pen and paper somewhere around because this woman is, yeah. So, okay, uh, next question I'm going to ask you. We're going to go a little bit off script real quick. Okay. When did you totally surrender to God? What was that moment like for you when you totally surrendered your plan to God's plan? Um, I would say that I am in the process of surrendering. Surrendering is something that you have to do continually. Surrendering is constantly submitting, constantly, constantly saying, God, this, okay, this is, this is what I want, but if it isn't what you want, then I surrender my will to your will. God, surrendering is saying, is saying, yes, God, I'll do it, even though it hurts, or I have been hurt, or I have been betrayed, or I have betrayed, huh? Or I have hurt. And God, so, so surrendering to me is an ongoing process. And I'm learning more and more um, over the last year, especially 2023 was one of those years that I had to commit to the will of God because I was hurt and broken in places that I did not even know existed. And God had to bring me to that place so that I would surrender. Sometimes, James, he has to make us hit them knees. I mean, hit them and lay, <laughs> you know, lay prostrate before him in such a way that we're saying, God, okay, bring, just, just bring me back. Just, just don't matter of fact, not just bring me back, but just don't let me go God. And, and, and listen, I just, I just really need you because I'm not going to make it if I, if I don't have you. And the, the last year has been about that place for me. I did not want to I did not want to preach anymore. I did not want to teach anymore. I was, I was, I was, I'm always, you know, you always have that like nervous, you know, you know, those nerves when you get up or do what God has called you to do. But I, there were times over the last year that I've absolutely been filled with dread at, at doing what God had called me to do. And I knew it was what God called me to do, but because I was listening at that point in time to maybe the opinions of others or the lies of the enemy, huh? Let's talk about that. Mm, come maybe, on. maybe because I was listening to those things, I'd allowed it to drown out the voice of God that said, you're my daughter. I have called you. I have equipped you. I have made you for this purpose. I have created you. You're, my That's hand is still with you. And I'm 
walking beside you. So get up here and do what I need you to do. When I had when I had to surrender to hearing the voice of God over listening to the lies of the enemy. And when I began to do that, even in my flesh, when I didn't want to carry it out, when I didn't want to go, when I didn't want to sing, when I didn't want to preach, when I didn't want to teach, God made it so. You ain't have no choice. Because it's, it's, and I say surrendering because it's a constant and a committed yes. It's a yes today on January the 20th, 2024. It's a yes tomorrow. It wasn't just a yes in 2017 when I went and took the seat and said, God has called me to the preaching ministry. It wasn't just a yes 10 years ago when I, I knew that God had something bigger, you know, for me, something beyond what I was doing. It wasn't just a yes then. It's a yes today and it's a yes tomorrow. So it's a, it's a constant submitting and a constant surrendering to uh, even the good things. See, good things become bad things when we don't allow good things to be God things. And so if it's not the will of God, if it's not what God said, even in his timing, honey, if it's not that, then it can be something that takes us off track. And so many times we get distracted. So many times we get defeated. So many times we 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 want to give up just because we haven't surrendered to the proper time of God in the moment. We want to make sure we want to go our own way and we think it's a good thing. Right. And so we start to walk that way and we realize God's not in it. But some of us are hard headed and we mm. keep on walking and God has to snatch us back and say, you're going to you're going to submit to my will. You're going to surrender to my will. I want you to do it on your own. But, but if, if you I, don't do it on your own, I'm going to do it for you. I can I can tighten up things in your life. I can make some things off kilter. I can shake the foundation of your life until you come back to me like like uh, like I know that you should. So for me, surrendering is something that I'm trying to do constantly. I'm trying to remember to deny myself what I want, what I think. I'm trying to remember to, to say, yes, God, I'll, yes, God, I'll go. Yes, God, I'll do. Yes, God, I'll preach. You, you called me to this thing. So it's, it has to be done. And in the hustle and bustle of life, I got to make sure that I'm surrendering to him because otherwise we'll get in our own way. You know what? As usual, as usual, she is on here just dropping bombs left and right, left and right, left and right. Okay. I knew when God gave me this topic, I knew that I had to go back and get my sister because I knew she was going to come in here with some fire. Mm. Because it's funny how God brought this topic back to me. The first guest that I had on this season I just thought it was going to be a guest for one episode. And then I'm like, all right, God, you're going to have to figure out what to do after this because it's just going to be one episode of a guest. Then as she kept talking and as she kept going, I'm like, okay, let me let me bring somebody else in that can kind of be on this same mindset. Yeah. Brought them in. And then it was like God just spoke to me. He's like, don't set a deadline on when it's ending. Yes. Do not set no time frame of when it's ending until I say otherwise. Yes. yes. The topic that you are to discuss on the Word from the Web podcast right. is Kingdom Boss. And I'm yeah. like, 
okay, God, now when is this going to end? Because normally you give me like a time frame. It might be a season. It might be a couple of months. He's like, I'll tell you when to stop. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you when it's time until I say so. And I think that that that's the thing that really makes us uncomfortable is because sometimes surrendering is understanding that God ain't going to say so all the time when we want it to be so. So because because the topic of conversation, the 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 word that he gives to us, the insight that he gives to us might be uncomfortable in the moment. So we want that to be quick, like hurry up off of it. And he's like, nah. This is what the kingdom needs. This this is not only what the kingdom needs. This is what you need. You need. Mm. This is what you need. And so until I say so, you're going to stay right here. And surrendering is saying, but God, you know best. Even though I want to move to something else, you know mm-hmm. best. And so I'm going to stay where your will is. I'm going to stay where you are because you know best. And help me while I'm here, God. Surrendering is also saying, help me to learn the lesson that I need to learn. Mm. And help me to to prepare other people to learn the lesson you're trying to get them to learn. Man, yeah. when I tell you he got on me yesterday with everything that I have been doing with my online streaming and my online shows and all of that, they have been going great. And God got on me last night. He's like, you forgot your first thing that you started off doing, a uh, PRL. I'm like, God, that is played out. Everybody has kind of gotten used to that now. I'm tired of doing that. I'm going to go on and I'm going to stick to these two things over here that I'm doing over here. God's like, go back to what I told you to go back to originally. Go back to your first love. I'm like, all right, God, all right, fine. I'm going to go back to it. This morning on January the 20th, this morning, got up set up my computer, did the live. Within an hour of the live being done, there was over a hundred and something views on it already. I'm like, wait, what is you, what is this? Like when I was doing this before, like I wasn't getting like towards when I stopped doing this, I was maybe getting 40 or 50 guys. I I don't care about the numbers. Tonight, today I want you to go back to what yes. I originally called you to in the yes. beginning. All these other things are good that you are doing. Yes. But you have forgot what I originally called you to do. Yeah. There wasn't no will talk Monday when I first told you to get started with this. There wasn't yes. no godly view when I first told you to get started with this. It was just P-R-L. Yeah. Go back to what I told you to go to. Yes. And when I tell you since then, I'm like, okay, God, I'm I'm taking my hands off of it. This is all you do what you want to do. And I'm going to be obedient. Yes. I'm going to be obedient. That is the Lord has really been uh, dealing with me lately about obedience and about the blessings. My pastor um, taught a a Wednesday night Bible study uh, a few weeks ago about the blessings uh, of obedience from 
uh, Deuteronomy 28. And, and I just, and he taught that thing and he taught it so well. And I just took all the notes, but I couldn't just let it go. And so I just kept on studying on it, studying on it, studying on it. And, and, and I'm like, okay, these are the things, you know, these are the blessings that come with obedience. But then God said, but look at this other part. And these are the cursings that go with disobedience. And so if you recognize some of these things in your life, it's in areas that you've been disobedient. And we think that disobedience has to do with some, you know, some major sin we're out here doing and, and committing and being totally out of the will of God. But disobedience is about saying no to God when we know that what he what he said to do. And so sometimes we we're disobedient by dragging our feet. Sometimes we're disobedient by moving ahead of him. So we're moving on. God, I got a new idea. I got a new thought. I got a new thing I want to do. And he's like, no, that ain't what I called you to right now. That's not what I want you to do right now. I want you to, I want you to stick with this, but God, I want to do this. God, I want to do that's, that's surrendering. That's submitting. That's denying to your will and saying yes to his will. And if we don't, then we're being disobedient. disobedient. Yeah. We're just yeah. being disobedient. And one thing that just hit me, oh, just hit me like a ton of bricks is that we can't be partially obedient to God either, either. We're not partially obedient to God. We're either obedient to him or we're disobedient. We can't say yes in one thing and say no in, 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 in another, in the, on, on the flip side, say no in something else because we're being, we're being disobedient. And so all the times this is me being totally transparent and vulnerable here. All the times that I've given myself credit for being obedient to God, when I've been obedient to him in one way, but not being obedient to him, not surrendering every other thing. I'm credit for what you ain't got. no. You don't have no credit. You don't have no credit because you're because baby girl, you're being disobedient. You've been disobedient. And so um, what I'm learning about if we're talking about being a boss, right, if we're talking about having control and authority. That is that's also submitting and surrendering to our authority. That is walking under the mandate of God and operating in that. That's how we boss up. The world, the world tells us all kinds of you can look on TikTok, you can look on Instagram, you can look on Facebook, you can look on Twitter, you can look any day and you can find all these things about how to boss up, boss up, boss up, boss up, boss up, boss up. But if you're if you're a kingdom citizen, meaning you have professed hope in Jesus Christ and you have professed to follow him, you can't boss up without him. That's the boss. You can't boss That's up the without boss. the boss. That's this that I, I told I remember Jaleesa and I having a conversation about our group and, and 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 all the things that God has called us to do and we things that we know God is calling us to 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 move beyond our comfort and, and go further. And and I said to her, that's the secret sauce. That's that's the icing on the cake. Having that kingdom is what makes us like, right? And so so it's not just for like I said earlier, telling people what to do and, you know, I'm over you. It's none of that because we understand that God, God is over us. 
<laughs> kingdom means I understand it's his will above my will. Mm. Kingdom is I understand that if God says something different today, then I got to be obedient. That to if, you. And if, if I'm not moving swiftly, obedience is swift too. Obedience is not slow. <clears throat> we, we want obedience to be so slow, honey. Like we'd be like, okay, God, like I didn't say yes today, but I might say yes tomorrow. And he, sometimes we don't get it tomorrow. Mm, it's today so or never. Is, yeah. Surrendering is, is, is submitting to God swiftly and submitting to him fully and surrendering to him fully. So that's why I say I haven't surrendered. I haven't surrendered uh, ED past tense everything um, because there are some things that I'm that God and I are still working out and I'm still surrendering to him. And there are uh, lots of areas that he's call, calling me to a constant. Uh, surrendering too. Yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> My God. All right. Uh, we're going to skip those other questions because you <laughs> have just came in here dropping fire, dropping bombs. Like I said, I wanted y'all to take notes. I see. I knew why y'all been asking for her back. And <laughs> look, I have to make sure that the topic that I brought her back for was going to be made just for her. And this topic right here was made just for her. I knew she could handle this topic and was going to handle it with the grace and the delicacy that is needed. And she has killed it. So I'm going to ask you some questions. We're okay. about to have some fun. We're about okay. to have some fun now. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Mm. I'm going to give you three options. Mm -hmm. You get three options only. Mm -hmm. One of them gets to play you in a movie. One of them you get to go to dinner with, and one of them you get to write a book about. I'm going to give you three names, and you got to pick to play you in a movie, to write a book about, or to go to dinner with. Okay. So we're going to start it off with Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Michelle Obama. Mm. And then we're going to go with Fantasia. Oh gosh! Oh, that's hard. <laughs> this these are hard choices. I I admire all of them for who they are and for what they do. So to play uh to play me in a movie. Uh, um, <laughs> that's mm -hmm. so hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's so hard. Look, okay. you look at those questions and you're like, oh, that part's gonna be easy. Yeah. Okay, so to play me in a movie, I would say, um, gosh, I don't like, that's so hard. Um, so, so to play me in a movie, I would say Fantasia. Um, mm -hmm. I say Fantasia um, because she's recently come to light with, you know, her acting. Um, she was a singer. You know what I'm saying? She's she was a singer. She's been a singer. She's always been a church kid, um, and but she's recently come to to light with her um, think, with her yeah. acting. So I would say of the three of them uh, to her, I would say she'll be the one to play me in the movie. Not that I put myself on par with Fantasia in any way, shape, or form, but I would. I would. I would. She's the one. That's 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 <laughs> yeah. She's the one. She's the movie. Uh, she's the actress. And the one to write a book about would be 
Sarah Jakes Roberts um, because I, um, there are so many facets of her life and ministry that that I think that people do not know and understand. And again, while I do not put myself on the same level as her, I think that there are many, many things that she had to overcome about her past, about who she was and about um, the, some of the mistakes that she's made and about who God had called her to be that I think that people need to understand. And, um, so I would love to write about that topic because I think that uh, I think that as women in ministry, <laughs> as women in ministry, we have to be uh, we have to be willing to tell the story. Ooh, my goodness, mm -hmm. God! We have to be willing to tell the story of where we come from, and uh, and stand firm in who God has called us to be, right? Uh, there are many, many, many people who would say her past disqualifies her. Not, not only does her past disqualify her, but her gender disqualifies her. There are many people who would um, argue those points. And I've, I've felt that. I've, I understand that. I understand what that what that's like. And so um, I would love to write about her. And I, you said the others to go to dinner with. Mm -hmm. Just because, um, just because uh, former first lady uh, Michelle Obama is just so graceful and classy and just so well put together and well thought out. She's she's um, she represents well in the world. She represents well academically. Uh, she she carries this this regalness about her that I would love to sit at the feet of and learn about. Uh, not not just. Um, not not that she's different in in those aspects than Fantasia or Sarah Jakes Roberts, but she just has something to offer in that realm of this is how you do uh, this is how you this is how you walk with a certain level of confidence um, when you know that people um, are against you. And against everything you stand for, and against your family, and against the, you know, this is how you walk with that level of confidence. So I would learn, I would love to learn at her feet and sit with her during that time and learn about how to do that. I like that. I like that. I like that. That is a great answer. Those are great answers. All right. So we're gonna ask you two more questions like okay. that. All right. So we're gonna go Jennifer Hudson. Okay. So now Lathan mm -hmm. and Nia Long. Mm. Let's see. Uh, J, J Hood, Sanai, and, and Nia, Nia Long. So all, all of those are great actresses, right? Yep, all three. See, um, I had to give you a harder one. I had to give yeah, you a that, harder one. That is that is harder. But I think the I think the one uh that has the complexity come on, uh, come to on. show to sh to 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 show my life, right? It's not mm -hmm. 
it's not glamorous in any, you know, any way, shape or form, but, but it is complex as layers uh, to that. So I would say that that would be, um, that that would be to me, that would be Jay hood, not because she's a singer, but I think she, there's a complexity to her that she would be able to, uh, to walk out and understand everything um, that she's been through. Yeah. To, 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 to understand, um, some of those things, um, some of those, some of those uh, mistakes that I made, some of those uh, um, decisions that I've made based upon a mindset, uh, I think that she could she could carry that out uh, to um, Sanaa. I would like to sit down at dinner with her because uh, I want to understand the misconceptions about her. I believe that she's faced some misconceptions that people have said one thing or thought they've had, they've had perceptions about her um, that um, may not necessarily be accurate. Right. Um, because of her, um, because of her outer beauty, because of her hair, because of her skin color, because of, you know, all kinds of things. I would like to sit down with her and talk about, how to work through um, and overcome mis people's misconceptions, or even if she cared about them at all, right? Um, and uh, and how she how she persevered in the face of that. And Nia Long, I would like to write about her because I want to know how baby girl uh, de dealt with this public uh, this. Mm. Public relationship come on, come on this this public uh th and this public not only this public relationship but the public ridicule that came behind it uh when it didn't work excuse me when it didn't work out the way that she thought it was going to come uh, when there were people who said you know she can't possibly get cheated on she can't possibly be because she's knee along she's this that and the other and what what do you do when it seems like on the surface you have every single thing that you need but the the people most intimately connected to you still need to go somewhere else to find it yeah so mm, yeah. that is good that is good that is good yeah i like the way you broke that down i like that all right, so last one. We're gonna make last it a one. little bit harder. We're gonna make it a little bit harder. For okay, you. okay. All right, so I'm gonna give you. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. All right, Regina Hall. Okay. Halle Berry. Mm -hmm. And. Hmm, hmm, hmm. A to fight Franklin. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to write about Aretha. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm going to write about Aretha because I want to, uh, I want to chronicle her life, her, uh, her early, her early life, right? Her, her life in ministry with her dad being a pastor, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, growing up in the church and having a desire to sing, but not necessarily still stay just connected to the church only. And 
how she rose to this this status um, and if she felt like that rising to that status caused her to be away from God, um, all of those things. So I would love to write about her for that reason. Um, let's see, Regina, you said Regina Hall or and what's the other person? Uh, who was that last one I gave you? Uh, <laughs> man, man. Oh, Holly Berry. Holly Berry. Holly Berry. Yep, yep. So, yeah, which one gonna play you in a movie? Because both of them could kill it. Uh, wow. Um, well, uh, okay, I'm gonna say, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Regina to play me in a movie because she's kind of hilarious. And I think I'm low key hilarious, but I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I'm pretty funny. So yeah, I think I'm okay hilarious. So I'm going to choose Regina to play me in a movie for, for a comic relief. Uh, If nothing else, I think she can bring out um, that part about my personality and uh, Holly Berry. I'll sit down and have uh, dinner with her because again, I think, just much like Sanai Latham, there's a lot of misconceptions uh, about her perceptions. And I want, you know, I want to understand um, what that's like. I want to understand how she processes through those, the and not only misconceptions and perceptions, but the expectations of other people that have been put upon her um, because of those misconceptions and those perceptions. And so I, I would like to sit down and talk with her about those, uh, what she thinks, what she thinks her her presence means to the black community, what she thinks it means to the white community, what she thinks she's been able to do and accomplish in Hollywood, all those kind of things. So I would love to sit down with her at dinner and talk about that. Man. man. Those were hard. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Look, all right. So in closing, I want you to tell all of my listeners where they can find you at and uh, where they can support you and then uh as after you do that i want you to give a brief word to some woman that might be dealing with a lot of the things that you have dealt with in your past um so you can find me almost uh any sunday um every sunday that that god hasn't called me out on an assignment you can find me at 450 glen lily road where um where uh, pastor ford husky uh apostle ford husky is my pastor um where i serve as a part of the ministry team uh, there at powerhouse ministries um I think uh, I just just put a shout out for my pastor. Um, I think that it takes a great man of God to be able to lead so many people who are called to lead people. Mm-hmm. So so to pastor preachers and pastors, uh, I believe not everybody's been called to that aspect, but he treats us as such. He treats us as those who are, who have the potential uh, to, to pastor if that's something that God would lead us in. And so the preparation to do that, the things that he um, that he requires of us, 
um, put us in that aspect. Not because we think that we're so, again, kingdom bosses. It's not about being over anybody. It's about submitting to the will of God and then carrying that out with control and authority um, over the people, with the people that God has called us to potentially uh, to walk beside and to lead in some ways. And so um, I think my pastor does a great job at that. Uh, I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else um, doing what God has called me to do in this age, um, because I feel like that God has really placed me exactly where I needed to need to be. So anytime you can find me, uh, when it comes to church, you're going to find me at 450 Glen Little Road. Uh, You might find me on a podcast or a online thing every now and again. Uh, You might find me at Women's Empowerment Events. As a matter of fact, you're going to find me on um, February the 24th, 2027 at the Her Prayer Has Power her prayer, yeah, her prayer has power. Uh, women's empowerment conference that's that is hosted by none other than God Restore Her Ministries and my great sis, my former mentee, my um, my colleague, my uh, my one of my prayer partners, one of my you know accountability partners, Jaleesa Glover, my uh, my co-founder in Becoming University. You can find us uh, there. There's going to be a great panel of women of women of God, women of faith, women in all areas. These When we're talking about kingdom bosses, these women are kingdom bosses in all kinds of different areas. God has got them placed all over doing all kinds of things, and it is going to be a remarkable um, time in the Lord. I sat on that panel last year, and it was profoundly life-changing. Uh, I did a session on vision last year that I thought that was, I still carry it with me to, to this day, and um, this year I'll be operating in the intercessory session um, because your prayer does have power. And when mm-hmm. we tap into the power of prayer, I promise you we'll start praying more. When we, when we really understand what God is doing uh, with, with our prayer life and, and submitted prayer life to him, we'll, we'll start praying more. So you can find me there uh, in April. You can find me uh, at... Um, I'm going to be doing a women's empowerment event in Madisonville, uh, Kentucky. Yeah, I'm glad I got you now. I'm glad yeah. I got with you now. At the at the end of at the end of February, you can find me on uh, uh, Reverend Tamara Turner's Turner and Turner uh, Ministries. You can find me on their online uh, service on on the twenty. I believe the date's the twenty seventh. Um, so, like I said, uh, so, I'm glad I called you now because <laughs> it sounds like if I didn't call you now, you was gonna be booked and busy. I'm I'm going to be here, there, and everywhere that God um, God assigns me to be, and God God gives me the opportunity um, to be. Most uh, most Saturdays, you can find me working with um, the young boys of um, Jonesville Academy uh, here in Bowling Green. I love being uh, a mentor to uh, that seventh and eighth grade group. They're my guys. Um, uh, we bump heads because they, you know, they. 
they they don't think they think I'm soft and I'm small and they you know they can you know but uh I really love those guys so you can find me at Jonesville Academy Wednesdays uh if you happen to be in Cave City and you're around uh Caverna High School or middle school you can find me there with um, Becoming University uh mentoring program it is a, a leadership and development program that I co-founded with Jaleesa Glover um, mm -hmm. that we go in and speak to young girls about topics such as self-esteem, uh, relationship issues, their family dynamics, goal setting, smart goals, vision, um, all of those things. So, um, and this year we moved that to the high school as well. So I, I'm, I'm around all the time. <laughs> amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And amen. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so now give a little short word for somebody that might be going through a lot of things that you're going through. And before you do that, you talked about becoming you university. I have a young lady that used to attend becoming you university, oh. sister Jordy, little Miss mm -hmm. Jordy. And she is always talking about how much she loved it. And, uh, it cracked us up. Uh, my cousin Cynthia and I, uh, she came to Wednesday night Bible study one night and uh, she was talking about it. And uh, both of us looked at her. I said, you do know, I know <laughs> both of those that are working with you. She said, huh? I said, yeah, I know both of them. I said, one of them is my cousin. She said, huh? <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she knew it, but like she wasn't really putting two and two together. Right. Right. I said, but you all are doing great work with them. I can already tell that. We, um, it's it's really, uh, really a passion of ours. Um, Jordy, uh, <laughs> Jordan is uh, a, a star pupil. She's just, she's just great. Uh, it was great to see her progress. Uh, what, what leadership and, and uh, personality that was already in her. It was just great to see that uh, grow and mature over the two years that we got to be together uh, with her, her, her first year, uh, seventh grade year, I believe she was in the program. And then her eighth grade year, she served as a peer mentor to the girls that were in the program that year. So it was, yeah, Jordy's she's, she's always going to hold a special place in our heart. You could probably ask Jaleesa the same thing. We're like, Oh, Jordan, you know, because <laughs> we, mm -hmm. we thank the world of her and her mom, uh, Tiffany, Tiffany, she still supports us so much to this day. She she supports everything that we put out. Everything she she's always sharing our. our oh yeah. Always, you know she she's with us, and so we oh, love yeah. to see um, the impact that that our program has on the girls that have been a part of it, and hopefully on the ones that are in it now. Um, yeah. So yeah, you can give my you can give my love to to Jordan and uh, Tiffany tomorrow. I, I got you. Church. I got you. I got <laughs> okay. you. I won't see them tomorrow because we canceled, but uh, I'll okay. send them a text and let them know that uh, okay, awesome. you're sending your love to them. Okay. So, <laughs> That's uh, great. Um, but but the word that I would uh, share to um, to those um, women, and not just women, but those who feel like that they're going through uh, a time when when things seem to be um, in in upheaval uh, in your life. Um, 
or, or, or things seem to be out of whack or, um, or, or things seem to be outside of your control. Um, the first thing I will say is um, outside of your control. I think I, I really believe that I heard um, mother and I call her mother because she was that to, to me and so many other people, mother Hel Helen Glover uh, say this before is that, that it's not about being in control. It's about being under control, and and when we when we when we submit to the will of the Holy Spirit, that sounds about like a, that okay. About okay, like a, <laughs> when we submit to the will of the Holy Spirit, uh, then uh, we don't have to be in control every of everything. So so things being out of control is actually a very good place to be because it allows you to go to the one who is in control. So God is in control; He's in control of all things. When life feels rocky, when life feels unsteady, when life feels off balance, um, God is not off balance. Thank you, God. He's not unsteady. He is not. Um, he is not out of control. Things are. Things just need to be brought into alignment. And when we submit to God's will, when we surrender to His will, He brings that back to us, and we'll see that things start to line up, and things start to calm down, and things start to shift. Does that mean you're not going to have any problems? Absolutely not. What that means is that when you do, you don't become unshaky as well, um, because the Word of God says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, and I believe that the one thing that God is doing or God is allowing uh, in the lives of believers <laughs> right now, he's allowing some things that could cause us to be unsteady. He's allowed them to come in so that we'll get rid of our double-mindedness. Our double-mindedness meaning that we think that we can do it, so we don't need him to do it. Our double-mindedness is, I'm praying for this, God, but I, I'm not sure that I believe that you can do this, God. Our double-mindedness that... Um, we don't need God to handle that thing because we can handle it, our double mindedness. And so so some in some ways, God is having yeah. to shake up the people of God because he needs us to rely on him. Number one. Um, so if that's you right now and that's what you're facing in your life. Know that you're in a very good place um, because God has given you an opportunity to come back to him. God has given you an opportunity to submit again to his will. God has given you opportunity to surrender again to his will. I know you've been hurt. I know you've been betrayed. I know you've been talked about. I know you've been uh, misused, mishandled, misguided. I know all of those things have happened. Trust me, it's happened to me too. But for, for such a time as this right now, God is calling us to use all of that and to use it for his glory. The great thing about God is that he always redeems the story. He redeems, James, what we've lost. He redeems the things that we thought we would never get back. He redeems and he restores. And so I want to encourage you just to keep going. I want to encourage you that if today's the first day you prayed all week to get on your face before God and to confess that this is the first day you prayed all week, because honey, he know. <laughs> he know you ain't been praying. He know you ain't been doing. He know you ain't been reading your word. He knows all of those things. And life might feel chaotic because you haven't been consulting the master. And when we call upon him, 
things just have a way uh, of working out. Things just have a way of coming back together. Um, I, how do I know? Because God did it for me. How do I know? Um, because when I didn't want to do even the thing that I knew I was born, knew that I was created to do, when I didn't want to do that, God gave me the power uh, and the strength and the ability to carry it out because I just surrendered to him. I just submitted to him. And uh, even when it felt chaotic, I didn't have to be shaken because the world was shaken. I didn't have to be scared because the world was scared. And right now there's a lot of messages. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that can cause the people of God. If we're not assured, it can cause the people of God to be scared. But we don't need to be scared. The Bible tells us don't be afraid. It tells us don't be afraid. It tells us don't be dismayed because God is with us and God, uh, he is He is our God. And so that's the assurance that you have today. And honey, that's all the assurance you need. God is with you and he is your God. You don't have to worry about the shaking because at the end of it, the Lord is still stable. He is not shaken. <laughs> he is not shaken. So I pray that you will be like the tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, that leaves do not wither. And I pray that everything that you do prospers because you've consulted with God. And uh, I believe that that's what that's what's our destiny. That's that's what is our destiny. So I, I believe that and I believe that for you. Um, and God is just waiting. He's waiting with open arms. Come back home. Um, come back to me. Come back to my wheel. Come back to my way. And uh, we're going to make everything all right. Ooh. And once again, y'all see, as usual, I told her in the beginning, don't come up in here acting up. And she don't listen. She came up in here and I did up. I knew she would. But that is why I love my sister. I appreciate her. And I thank God for her. And you all stay tuned. There's so much more great things that are coming. And uh, tune in tonight at 10 o'clock p.m. As another episode of uh, After Soul Vibes comes on on this very channel on the night at 10 p.m. So you don't want to miss that. We love y'all. We thank y'all for tuning in. And peace. We love you. Peace.